and when I first started, I, I, I would always, I would get a couple of things. People would tell me, oh, uh, it, it's a gimmick. You're, mm. you're, you're just leaning, it's a crutch for you to lean on. And I was like, well, st for starters, I couldn't use crutches because of my disability. So thanks for bringing that up. And, and secondly, Dirk. yeah, <laughs> everyone would always say this, like, oh, oh, you, it, it's not like, you can't just joke about your disability. Like it's too, it's, it's too gimmicky. And I'd be mm. like, MFers, it's my life. Hello and welcome to the What's So Funny About podcast brought to you by the Liberation Comedy Project, liberationcomedy.org. I'm your host, Pedro Silva. And on the podcast, we love to say that we talk to funny people about serious subjects. And today we are going to talk to Ryan Niemiller, a.k.a. Cripple Threat. He will get into that a little bit more later. But Ryan was third place on America's Got Talent most recently. And uh, we're going to have a good one for you. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Well, what if I was like, what do you mean, AKA Cripple Threat? Who, the, then I, then who I'd calls like, I me mean, that? Who calls me? Is that something you. I don't know. <laughs> I made that. Uh, like, that's very bold of you right off the top. Just to. I know. Let's <laughs> see we're I'm that saying, close. All right. I, I'm sorry for making assumptions. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. So, look, man, obviously you're a funny guy. Um, you probably told the story a thousand times, but how did you get into comedy? Uh, I, I will be 100% honest. I got into comedy because I'm not good at anything else. Uh, nice. and, and, and I don't say that in like a, a, you know, diminishing way. Sometimes people get really like, no, I bet you you're really smart. You could. Yeah, I know. I technically could have done a billion things, but right. none of them made me even remotely happy. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the, the Cliff Notes version uh, of how I got into comedy. Um, when I went to college, uh, I always knew I wanted to be a performer, but, uh, but I'll be honest. I thought my path was going to be professional wrestling. Nice. That, that's actually where the cripple threat name came from. That was yeah. the name, uh, the persona I had come up with for wrestling. Nice. I, I've always loved wrestling since I was a kid. Um, when I was in high school, the, this, this will be getting way in the weeds, but I, I went to a, uh, uh, a wrestling show in 1999. It was a WWF at the time, Monday Night Raw, and it was a pretty famous episode because it was uh, the debut of Chris Jericho, and mm -hmm. I happened to be in the building for that and kind of feeling the 20,000 people, the energy of that moment. I was yeah. like, oh, I want to feel that. I want to do that right. thing. So right. at the time, I thought I was going to be a wrestler. Uh, I trained to be a wrestler for maybe two, three months uh, in my early 20s. It turns out it's really hard. Mm. Uh, and uh i am not what you would call a natural athlete <laughs> by any means <laughs> um my uh my dreams were bigger than my physical capabilities uh, it wasn't yeah. an arm thing actually uh you know it wasn't my arm disability it was just my back couldn't take it it's just so much mm. uh but at the time i was also doing theater uh, that's what i got my degree in because i was like okay. oh that's gonna help me be a good performer for pro wrestling yeah. and when yeah. the wrestling didn't work out i was like i actually kind of like this theater stuff uh, and then I always loved stand up and it kind of, you know, theater was fun, but I didn't like necessarily this sounds selfish, but being a part of that collaborative, you know, mm -hmm. I, I kind of am a, a bit of an attention whore, <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I, I have fun. I had fun doing it. But at the end of the day, I was like, I want to tell my story. 
People, right. Shakespeare's had his story told a billion times. I want to yeah, tell the Ryan Niemeller story. Uh, so after I graduated, I, I graduated from Indiana State University. Uh, that was 06. I uh, packed up my car and drove to L.A. and started doing open mics. And here we are. <laughs> nice. So you just went straight to open mics to. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. I, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, in, in hindsight, if anyone's listening to this and you want to start comedy, you don't have to go to L.A. or New York. If right. you want to, that's fine. I was really, it sounds dumb and naive now. I could have started in Indiana, but no one tells you that per se. They're just, right. I thought you had to go to one of the yeah, big cities. No other way. And, and that's when they train you. And then you yeah. go out in the world. It's like, no, nah, I could have I could have been told my dick jokes in Indianapolis just as easily. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, so like, you know, when I first tried comedy, I was like, I wanted to overcome, like, my family was very performative, and I wasn't, and I wanted to get past that whatever block I had to speaking in public and stuff. So I tried stand-up comedy because I was trying to avoid becoming a pastor. Okay. And uh, and then I tried stand-up comedy, and I sucked, so then I ended up becoming a pastor. <laughs> and then after <laughs> pastor for 10 years, then I resigned from being a pastor, and then I started getting into comedy again. And this time I'm funny, but yeah. I, I have less reservations now. Well, well uh, uh, let me ask you: do, you: do you get heckled a lot as a pastor? Oh yeah, you know it's, but it's more gentle. Like they'll say, they'll talk to me afterwards. Like one sermon I, afterwards, the guy was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that was the best two sermons I ever heard in my life." And he was, that was his way of telling me my sermon was like long. You were, you were a little chatty. You were a little uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah you, you, you ran the church light. <laughs> yeah. And this, this, the actually the first time, this is what made me start trying to be more uh, humorous is my, this one guy said to me after a service, if you're going to be depressing me this much, at least you can tell me a couple of jokes. And then I was like, oh, okay. So then I started slipping a couple here and there into my sermons. And that kind of like got me started. Then people started telling me I was funny and I was like, oh, what? I am. And it kind of <laughs> went from there. See, that, but, that makes uh, it interesting. We, we all have different paths to get there because, you know, I, I, the the last thing you would have seen me do is become, you know, a pastor by my hometown. Um, allegedly, I never found the actual documentation, but I would believe it. Uh, I grew mm -hmm. up in a real small town called DeMott, Indiana. And mm -hmm. allegedly, we had the world record for a bit for most churches per square mile. What? We're, we're, we're a very small town with way too many churches for the amount of population. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying not too many ch churches in general. You know, that's right. not how, you know, I, I would consider myself an atheist, but I'm not militant about it. If, right. If you ain't hurting me, I'm not hurting you. You know, it's right. all, we all we all need what we need to get through the day. But yeah. but my kind of upbringing was very, you know, getting preached at and getting yelled at just for having questions. It wasn't even I was right. being disrespectful, oh. but just like, hey, th this part is a little this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, well, then yeah. you're going to hell. And I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and get out of this town then. I'm going <laughs> to, I'll just do that well, instead. I I see your uh, church town and I'll raise you one. Okay. The area I grew up was called Churchland. Okay, so the that'll town do was it. literally like spelled Churchland. <laughs> so, so there was, there was literally like, I think it was more churches than people. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was uh, like a kind of like bullied kid. So I was like, church was like uh, the place I like hid. So I kind of got into it. But uh, so, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. And same thing with the questions, man. I've, uh, I got like told so many things because I ask questions. 
like yo what what's up with dinosaurs yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah and, and that was always the thing about it like i wasn't trying to be funny or disrespectful i was yeah. i was really you know come, trying to come to grips with it but like, yeah. like my, my brain on a lot of things works very literally so yeah. so i so i'd be like but wait how how could that happen and they'd be like well just quit being an ass and just like yeah, yeah. it's like all right well i guess if you can't be gentle with me, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. This isn't my yeah, this isn't man. my party then. I know I, I completely hear you. Completely hear you. So like one of the reasons why I started leaning into comedy is I actually saw this uh this article that said why Dave Chappelle is the pastor that the world needs. And I saw that in uh I don't remember what newspaper it was. But I was a pastor at the time and I was like, hmm, I must be doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> and I was like, but and uh and I kind of got curious about it though, in the sense that, like, you know, if you grow up, if you grow up poor or whatever the case may be, like, laughter sometimes is the only thing you have. You know, you like laughing at your situation, and I noticed that, like, a lot of people who were grew up in better situations would be shocked at some of the stuff that I laughed at because it was just like how we made it through the day, and um, I started getting curious about, like, you know, what makes different things funny to different people and how could you like basically tell like a golden joke that like every person can laugh at no matter what uh what part of the world they came from and and just trying to looking for the common humanity and like bringing everybody laughs they might not laugh at the same thing but we all laugh so i started trying to figure out that tie and that's kind of where the liberation comedy project came out of so i want to ask you um how do you see comedy servant efforts uh to bring people together uh by building social cohesion or anything like that given the state of the world i feel like we got to do a lot more laughing um i i would agree with that on a on a surface standpoint mm -hmm. uh the the issue i think where comes in with some of that is, is you, you you hit on it during there is that not everybody thinks the same stuff is funny right so, so that, that that's where it can still get problematic you know, right. like, uh, you know, the, the type of stand up that I do, it's very autobiographical. Um, right. I have very strong political and social beliefs. If we want to have a conversation just one on one where we're talking about that stuff, I'll talk your ear off. That's not a problem. Mm. But when I'm on stage, the, I, I'm, I'm trying to do two things. I want people to have a good time and I'm trying to make money, you know, and and I know that's not the. the you know that, that's not the uh, the artsy like pure thing to do with the, right. the art of stand up but but at the end of the day you know i i love what i do but right. you know i have a wife i have an 8 month old son that right. you know telling jokes is what's helping put food on our table and you know right. you know a roof over our head so yeah. you know it is you know telling my trump or biden joke worth that for me personally no right. uh, i'm but you know at the end of the day though like i could go up there and i could tell tons of jokes about how trump's an idiot and i might mm -hmm. piss off half the people right and i could go up there and tell uh jokes about how biden's an idiot and i might piss right. off half the people right and, and both people are you know they're allowed to have that uh that opinion it's not my job mm -hmm. to ever tell um you know we're getting to a little bit different subject here but like uh, i think cancel culture is fake in comedy right it's not right. a real thing uh right. criticism is not cancellation uh, right. a, a lot of uh comics lean into that now if they, right. they do their hot take or their offensive whatever 
And mm -hmm. if people don't universally like it, they claim they're being canceled. No, yeah. you just you just put out a terrible special, Dave. I'm sorry. You know, like I think Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians that has ever lived. His last yeah. few specials have been terrible because he's just leaning into this nonsense that I personally think is stupid. I don't yeah. think he I don't think he should never work again. Right. You know, like like saying that you don't like something. Uh, you know, comics don't get canceled. Real people get canceled. Right. Uh, no, uh, you know, you know. I, 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 you I appreciate I, that perspective too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I could go on stage and tell a horribly racist joke, for instance, and mm -hmm. everyone hates it, but I'll still right. get to work. Yeah. If, if you go to your job at the accountant's office and you go tell a horribly racist joke, <laughs> you know, you're never working in accounting again. You know, that'll get around. Real people get canceled. I oh, just man. have I, I have a rough couple weeks <laughs> where right. I deal with some fallout. So, yeah. so I, I, I do believe laughter is important, mm -hmm. but, but I also think people need to understand, uh, I'm not, again, I'm not against criticism and I'm not against right. people not liking like certain types of comedy, right. but unless people are actively being hurt by it, I right. think people, what they need to do to kind of get through those moments is just realize that not everybody's comedy is for you. Right. And, and that's okay. You know, okay. like like you can think yeah. you can think I'm unfunny, and that's perfectly fine. Go watch somebody else. You don't have to tell me on my Instagram how much I suck because I yeah. don't care. I don't care. My right. my wife loves me, my son loves me, my mom loves me, and my dog loves me. That's all nice. I need. Everyone, awesome. everyone else is bonus. I do not care yeah. if you don't think I'm funny. Go go spend time. I don't have enough time in my day to actively hate stuff I don't like. I don't have enough time right. in my day to love the stuff I love. <laughs> let nice. alone that's a good stuff. so like just, yeah. just go on with your day man i don't care yeah that's that's actually like from my perspective i feel i take that as like deeply philosophical just the saying like i don't even have time to love the stuff i love like so why would i give time to you know hate this other stuff that was actually a pretty powerful statement if i was still a pastor i might have slipped that in there <laughs> well, there you go so, yeah, feel you know, free if you ever get back on the pulpit feel free yeah 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 I, I heard i learned this from an atheist <laughs> named cripple threat <laughs> And they don't no. explain anything else. And don't, yeah, yeah, just leave it there <laughs> hanging there, like, okay. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, just something came up for me as I was listening to you. Um, that, I mean, I, hopefully, like, everything is on the table and you, and it, it will be, uh, received the way I intended. But, like, you have, like, a directness and kind of like a, okay, this is what I'm about. This is where it's at. And you're just hitting it, you know what I mean? Which is awesome. And I wonder, like, I'll give a story anecdotally. So when I was a little kid, um, I moved into the neighborhood. All these kids were picking on me. I, like I said, I was bullied or whatever. And I came home, and I was crying. And uh, my mom said, how was school? And I was like, uh, 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 the kids were picking on me. And then she was like, what'd they say? And I said, they said I was short. I was like, they said I was short. And my mom said, you are short. And then she was like, don't you ever come in my house again crying about somebody told you something that was true. And when she said that, it like hit, it clicked something in my mind. And then I was just like, it like really like impacted because I was like in second grade and it impacted the rest of my life. And um, just accepting what is, you know what I mean? And not being into resistance to what is. And like, I feel like there's a power that comes from that. And I feel like you resonated with that power. So I, do you think like with like you call it your your arm disability? Do you feel like that gave you a superpower in the sense that you already like 
you ain't got time. You don't have time for some stuff because some stuff is like, you know, like whatever I've been through all that. I don't need, I don't know. I don't know the best way to articulate that question, but just like you can just be cl- sharper and clearer because you don't have to please anybody sort of thing. Uh, to, to an extent for sure. Um, it, it, it's one of those situations that um, I, I don't want to claim I'm bulletproof because I don't think any human being is, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's how, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if, if you leave a terrible comment on my Instagram, probably not going to bother me long term, but I'm still a person. You don't like to hear right, right. negative stuff about yourself, you know, but I, I do feel, you know, having the disability, man, I, I have so many other things to worry about. And and, and, and th- there's so many other things that make my life hard as is that right. that kind of stuff, it, it can roll off my back a whole lot easier. Uh, yeah. Which I think is what you were getting to. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it's one of those things that I, I always try to be careful because I, I, I do do a lot of like, uh, not necessarily motivational speaking, but but I do events where I'm kind of brought in to speak mm-hmm. to other people with disabilities and stuff like right. that. And um, I'll kind of give you the the small version of it here. Uh, I, I am a big proponent of you. You, you don't have to be a superhero. I, I, right. I, I think that's unfair to ask of anybody now. Right. Me, me just be the nature of who I am and what I've got to do. You know, I've, I've been on, you know, worldwide television multiple times. I have this platform mm-hmm. where it feels mm-hmm. like, oh, man, that guy's not bothered by anything. Right. That wasn't just a thing that I, I didn't wake up in second grade and was like, you know what? Life's great and nothing gets to me. You know, like right. it was it was a long journey to get there and something I still struggle with now. Right. Um, uh, 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 here's kind of how I describe it. I'm a, uh, I'm a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge video game fan. I know, like, you could probably see a little bit of the controllers back there. Right. I, I own five thousand physical video games. Like, like I, wow. I'm a menace. I'm a menace. I'm. A, I love my stuff. Right. I, I describe my disability. If if this was like a video game, create a character. Mm-hmm. This is not what I would have chosen. You know, ha- having yeah. a dis- having a disability sucks. I, I, right. I'm not, I, I, and I don't want anyone who has a disability to ever feel guilty because they have rough days sometimes because right. having right. a disability sucks, you know, like I, and, and things that I don't necessarily being a woman, I'm sure sucks being black mm-hmm. sucks, you know, things that I don't necessarily directly. And I think you're allowed to have certain days where you're like, damn, this is hard. This, th- I wish this wasn't the thing, but I always right. tell people, and I always have to tell myself this, you're allowed to be mad. You're not allowed to stay mad. Right. You know, so, so yeah. you're allowed, you're allowed to have a day where you're sad and depressed because it, it sucks that I have weird arms and I can't do this. Right. I'm allowed to do that. I'm right. not allowed to have a lifetime of that though. I refuse right. to let myself do that. And, right. and I, I think that's an important thing that I, that I try to get out there. Is that mm-hmm. like, if you're bulletproof, be bulletproof, but right. you're, you're also allowed to have a sad day and you don't have to have a major disability or something that's quote unquote, this like big thing that can be discriminated against. Right. Sometimes you just have a rough day at work, have your rough day at work, <laughs> you know, exactly. like wallow in it for a day, but then kick ass tomorrow. Exactly. No, nah, man, I, uh, I, uh, I would say preach like that's like, cause in terms of preach, preach, <laughs> <Yeah>. preach, preach. <laughs> but uh but yeah no i hear you on that because like when when i asked you that question part of me was like oh he sounds like to some degree you sound like me and i was like oh and so then i just said oh i wonder where i knew where it came from in me so i kind of was curious because like one time i had a dude he was like 
I was walking home from school and there was like there were a good number of drug dealers and stuff in my neighborhood. And one guy came up to me and he was like, yo, man, let me hook you up real quick. And I was like, what's up? And he was just, look, man, nobody likes you. And like, I, he started giving me like, this, like the worst motivational speech ever. <laughs> he was like, he was like, uh, you need a haircut. Nobody likes you. Guys don't like you. Girls don't like you. You're poor. Your clothes are ugly. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. You're just listing it off. And I was like, like, okay, when's the butt come? <laughs> Is yeah, there a- <laughs> yeah. So then he was trying to get me to sell drugs for him. And he was trying to tell me, but if he could, you know, get, and let, get me a haircut, buy me some nice clothes and blah, blah, blah. I would be a good, I would, he would hook me up. And so I was like, I was like, whoa, he lists all the stuff. And I said, yo, is that true? And he was like, yeah. And I said, nobody likes me. And he's like, yep. And then I said, well, you know, if I agree with you, it's going to be a unanimous decision. And so I'm just going to not agree with you. And then he got mad at me and said, uh, he said, see, that's why I hate you. You think you're perfect. And then I said, so what, man? Uh, I think you're perfect, too. And then he said, I'm not perfect. And then he started tearing himself down. He was like, I'm a drug dealer. I steal. I take food. For and I was like, what? What just happened right now? You know, it was like. It was the craziest thing ever. But I realized like there's so many of us, like we come into this world and we get like, no matter what our situation is, we get this script of people telling us who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, what we're capable of. And a lot of us go and take it and we just run with it. And then some of us say, you know, F that. And we live into our lives and do what we can with what we have and make the most of it. And I, I mean, it, it's hard to fight against that, man. Like, like even even when I started comedy, you know, there's there's not a lot of comedians that are you know considered successful with a disability, you know, right. with, with, with a noticeable disability. I, I don't right. want to be you know dismissive. That uh, disability is a wide spectrum, but right. you know, like like I don't have a disability that I can I can pretend I don't have. Right. You know, like, like I. And there's not a whole lot of templates for people to do it. And, and when I first started, I, I, I would always I would get a couple of things. People would tell me, "Oh, uh, it, it's a gimmick. You're, mm. you're you're just leaning. It's a crutch for you to lean on." I was like, "Well, st- for starters, I couldn't use crutches because of my disability. So thanks for bringing that up." And and secondly, Dirk. yeah, <laughs> and, and everyone would always say this, like, "Oh, oh, you. It, it's not like you can't just joke about your disability. Like it's too it's it's too gimmicky." And I'd be mm-hmm. like, MFers, it's my life. I, exactly. I, 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 this isn't a gimmick I made. This isn't prosthetics. It's not makeup right. that I do. It's literally my existence. Everyone right. is going to talk about their life to some degree. Your your life right. peppers who you are as a performer, for sure. Right. I, right. I, I, I get mad when people tell, you know, women comics they shouldn't talk about women things. It's right. like it's like, bitch, they're women. <laughs> That's yeah, what they're yeah, gonna talk yeah. about. Like, oh man, that black guy just talks about being black because he's black. <laughs> that's his life. Exactly. That's what that's what, you know, informs his life and his stories. So right. like, man, it, it's you, you you gotta be yourself. And, and and that was a hard thing for me to fight against because people who make the decisions and pay the bills mm-hmm. would often be like, Well, we don't know if our crowds are gonna like someone like you. Because my comedy uh, even when I did AGT, you know, that was the very clean mm. version of what I do. Right. But mm-hmm. but my disability, I, I don't do the inspiration porn version. 
Right. When, when you have a disability, uh, if you're unfamiliar with inspiration porn, that is generally people with disabilities are expected to not rock the boat. You're supposed mm. to be very positive and chipper mm -hmm. and have a, I can overcome anything. You're basically right. supposed to be make, you're, you're there to make able-bodied people feel better about themselves. Yeah. And my comedy is not that. Uh, right. You know, I'll be in your face with like, here's what this dumbass did to me, how he mm -hmm. treated me. Here's why he's an idiot. You know, right. here's a part I have my disability that really sucks. Like, I'll talk about the negative stuff too. It's not right. just I'm overcoming. I'll be like, right. man, wish wish I could tie my own shoes. Can't do that. You know, like, right. I'll, I'll joke about that and, and talk about it. And and some people are very, uh, you know. And uh, you know, I I'll always say this. I know they're not listening at this point, but. I'll be always thankful to uh, to America's Got Talent because they, yeah. they 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 gave me the chance, and when mm -hmm. I got there, they let me be me. Right. You know, like I always so. heard that like that some people would, like be like, oh well, they're going to try to mold you to do this and this, and you know, if that happens to others, you know, it is what it is. But for me, they 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 took me as unapologetically as possible. I, I, I told my stories, I did my thing, and they let me be me. And it, you know, I, I proved that somebody wants that version of a handicapped person too. You you don't right. have to be all puppies and rainbows, you know? You can, yeah, you can, yeah, you yeah. can do the dark stuff. And, yeah. and people are gonna find appreciation for it, because it's real. People with disabilities right. have a full spectrum of, of emotions and, and life experiences, you know? Where, exactly. You know, we're, we're depressed, we, we're, we're sexual beings, you know? You don't right. get to talk about that in normal society. Yeah. We're, we're all things too, and, and people, I think, really latched onto that. Yeah, no, it was awesome, man. And I, uh, I, I and, and I didn't take it as inspiration point. That's not that's not what I'm doing, man. That's not yeah. what. If, if that's the event that you want, that's you're not getting that from me. You know, you'll yeah. You know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll do what I have to do to pay the bills, but I'm not, I'm never gonna be untrue to myself. You know, yeah. like anything I did on AGT, like of course you have to be, you know, the the more clean, palatable version of a comedian. Right. But, right. but I didn't I didn't tell a single joke that made me feel dirty right. about myself. You know, it was all stuff that like it, it now if I happen to quote unquote inspire along the way, that's right. awesome. But that's yeah. not why I do this. Right. It, it's just not. People are like, oh, you're so inspirational. Okay, that's a good side effect. I'm trying to make money and I'm an attention yeah, yeah. bar. We we've been over that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got bills yeah. to pay and I like when people pay attention to me. <laughs> the yeah. inspiration stuff is a cool bonus. I'm not gonna nice. finish it. But I'm <laughs> trying to pay my bills. <laughs> do you ever do you ever anybody say you're so brave? Oh, all the time. All the oh, time. Man. And I'm like, it's not that brave to tell dick jokes, man. It's not that <laughs> it's not that crazy, you know? Like like, but but th that comes from a place that that's the inspiration porn. They they right. there's been this societal um, just version of people with disabilities that like man, your life has to be so bad and tough right. and hard. Right. Man, the fact that you even go out in public looking like that, wow, Jesus. the bravery! I couldn't do that. And, and for me, I'm just like, man, I just. I just have the this guy. thing, you know, I, I have this thing and, and it's not quote unquote normal. I have this thing, but really I'm just trying to, I'm just living my life. It's, it's not that that's essentially what inspiration porn is. It, it's, yeah, when, yeah. it's when you call someone with a disability brave yeah, or for doing something that wouldn't be brave if you did it.
Yeah. You know, getting, awesome. out of, getting out of bed, taking a shower is not brave if you do it. <laughs> it yeah, shouldn't yeah. be brave if I do it either. Yeah. You Take know? note, folks. Take yeah. note. Uh, I had a one time this guy asked me, he, he said, I don't see how you do it. And I was like, do what? And he said, walk around being black all day. And I was like, what? All day. Because you can turn that on and off, right? I don't know a lot about black people, but you can turn it on and yeah, off yeah. whenever you want, right? I said, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, and he, he, I don't know what framework his brain was using, but he said, I couldn't do it. And then he was, he was honest enough to say, he was like, I'm a, he said about himself, I'm an a-hole, but if I put on a suit and tie, people are going to expect that I'm a good person, but you're a good person. And even if you were wearing a suit and tie, people might suspect that you're up to something. So there was some kind of level of honesty there. Yeah. Uh, and, and because I, I told you, I grew up part-time in a trailer too. And I used to hear all kinds of stuff in Mississippi and uh, Virginia. I heard like all sorts of things that uh, a lot of people haven't had privy to hear and had conversation a lot of people haven't had that um been able to have so i've been able to listen through when somebody's trying to make a point even though it's awkward an awkward path for them to get there but he he basically was acting like i was brave for and maybe in some places it is brave yeah. <laughs> walk around and be black yeah, in yeah. Some places but i i feel sometimes and, and and i think you make a very good point with how i feel i wish more people would would just treat interactions mm -hmm. um is that people are clunky, man. Right. Like, like, like when you told that story, I don't think he was trying to be offensive. Right. I, I think at the end of the day, and, and I don't want to speak for him, but I don't want to speak for your yeah. experience, but he right. was like, I acknowledge that you go through some stuff right. and I don't know if I'd be strong enough to go through that stuff. I right. think that's what he's trying to say. That was what he was trying to say. But, but when you come up with like, God, I'm glad I'm not black. Like, you know, it's not quite <laughs> where you want it to be, you know? It's like, yeah. it's a little bit like, yeah, I, I get what you're trying to say, but let's uh, let, let, let's try to work this out <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, let's, so, let's, let's so not everyone's going to be as forgiving <laughs> yeah. right now as yep, I am. Yep. No, I know. He was like, if I hadn't, and sometimes I look back and I go, wow, if I hadn't grown up the way that I did, I probably would have been like, more offended or angrier faster but the complexity of my background like kind of like set me up to be able to go like, okay like what are you saying now like what are you trying to say you know and walking walking through it with people but a lot of times yeah. we don't do that we're, we're, we're all very and i'm guilty of it myself sometimes too we're, we're everyone's very quick to act and, yeah. and and sometimes if you listen to somebody more you're gonna be like okay you're just a bad person got it but 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 sometimes you know like like I, I, I'll say that this may be as political as I get on this. I, I, I'm a very bleeding heart liberal dude, just with what I believe in a lot of stuff. Right. But I also feel that a lot of liberal people they they can't see the forest from the trees. Right. Right. You know. Well, I know it, what you mean. Yeah. You know, like like I'll use an example. They'll get mad at using words like you know golf handicap. You know. Oh, th 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 they'll make that a thing to get mad about. But it's right. like, how about you get mad about nobody will hire me for jobs? Like that's the actual important thing. I don't care if you say cripple or you don't right. say the right. Like your your lingo is a little off. Right. You know, I'm more concerned with how you're actually treating me. You know, right. I, again, I don't want to speak for you. I would imagine, yeah. you know, that there, there's an old uh, Patton Oswalt joke, and I won't mm -hmm. use all of the language on it. 
but essentially he's like people will get more mad uh that they won't get mad at the guy who's like i believe that homosexuality is an abomination Mm -hmm. but they'll get mad at the guy who's like why can't these these f's just get married i don't see what the big deal don't get mad at them because they don't have the lingo down yet right but their heart's in the right place right but you'll ignore the guy who's actually doing the evil stuff right (laughs) you know right it's it's like yeah Maybe, you know, I, I had an old grandma who would say stuff like, I really like that colored fellow. And, yeah. and you'd be like, okay, yeah, you can't use that word anymore. But like, yeah. she's like, you know, like she's on the right side. She's just right. from 1901. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, I, I, I feel we need to try to treat people when you can tell what their heart is and what their intention is and get them to the right place instead of demonizing them for maybe not quite having their head and their words exactly where they need to be just yet yeah and i had a lady tell me when i was working at this um hardware store in mississippi and i was helping out with some stuff and she said well, I'll tell you, you're just the nicest little colored boy I ever met. <laughs> and I was like, uh, then I started, then I started, like, I started calculating. And I was like, okay, man, I know what this lady's trying to say. I'm not going to be like, you know, whatever. But this was like in the 1990s, you know. But I was just like, I was like, I see what this lady's trying to say. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like, just what so I just like laughed and like let it go. I actually had something happen. Um, uh, last week and i'm actually I, I'm, I'm trying to do a set this thursday if i can negotiate it but uh it was funny this day i was at this party and the uh food that was being served was fried chicken and it was a mostly white people party and uh this dude this guy who was serving it almost dumped the fried chicken on me by mistake and then <laughs> so then another guy saw it and said and then he goes, he died doing what he loved, drowned in a tray of fried chicken. <laughs> like, what? And then I saw his face. I saw his face look like, oh, crap, I just said that to a black guy. And I think, like, I was your guest at the party. And I think I said, I bet that guy would have said it to anybody. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, it sounds like, especially if he went, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My, my, my belief was more of like the there's an old uh, the old Dave Chappelle joke where it's like uh-huh. who doesn't love fried chicken? Fried chicken's right, delicious, right. <laughs> you right, know. Exactly. Like that was probably his brain because because I'll yeah, tell yeah. you what if if I die smothered in fried chicken, I had a pretty good ending. That's a good way to yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I I like was cracking up laughing. But I knew, like, some people would be like, okay, that's it. You know, we got to, like, protest this or whatever. And it's like, I I think there's, like, a time for every human expression. But it's not, like, always the time sometimes doesn't line up. But uh, one, of, one of the questions I like to ask folks is, like, um, when you're looking at this world, it's, like, crazy. And you're you're finding things to laugh at. Do you think there's anything that's, like, off limits when it comes to comedy uh i i honestly uh i i will give a uh uh an answer with an explanation uh at the end so uh no i do not think anything is off limits whatsoever i don't think there is a single topic that is off limits however i do believe there's a couple of things that factor into that um you have to to know your audience yeah you know like 
like do do i believe and you have to know your audience and i also believe that you have to be a skilled enough performer mm -hmm. where you have the audience's respect mm -hmm. that you can pull it off right. i think that is the important thing uh, right. I, I i use a general rule that whatever joke i tell and, and i'm not going out of my way to tell offensive stuff that's not, not who right. i am as a comic but right. if you tell a joke, it needs to be at least 51% funny. Nice. If it's more offensive than funny, it's just offensive. And you can, you're not right. allowed to get mad. But yeah. so technically, I do believe if you have the chops to pull it off and it works with what you're doing and it it's a, a joke that works, I think you can talk about anything. But you yeah. better have the stones to do it. And you better have yeah. the clout to do it. Like theoretically, uh, and, and I want your opinion on this because I, I don't want to. I'm, okay. I'm speaking as a as a white dude who tells dick jokes. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I think a white comic should be able to tell a joke where he says the n word, as mm -hmm. long as it's funnier than it is offensive. There has to be a reason why he's saying it. It can't be just for the shock value. It can't be just to uh, to get a reaction and prove how edgy they are. If it works for the joke. I don't necessarily believe anything should be off limits, but right. you better. And then the other rule I give to that too, I'll tell this to comics as well. If you're making a joke about a group of people, mm -hmm. you better be willing to tell that joke in front of an audience. That's only that people. Yeah. So, so if you want to be a white kid telling a, telling an N word joke, yeah, be willing, be willing to do it on urban night at the club as well. Like if yeah. you're willing to do that and, and the joke goes fine, I think that's not off limits, but if you, yeah. if you would hesitate and be like, well, I don't want to tell it then, then you're racist. Don't tell that right. joke. Right. That, that's, so my, like, that's my rule on it. That's an interesting, um, I think I like the criteria that you set up for it. Like if you just said, oh, I think uh, white people should be able to tell jokes and say N word, then I might be like, hmm, scratch my head about it. <laughs> but like the framework that you set around it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't right. think I should ever get to say, like, I don't have the clout to do that. I right. don't, I don't think there's anything beneficial for it. I, I, I right. think, I think the majority of comedians, especially white comedians don't right. have the ability to do it. I'm not saying everyone right. should go give it a shot and see what happens. Well, I'm just it. saying, it, I'm just saying in general, yeah, no, I get it, it. It, it shouldn't, it's not a banned joke. Right. Most of us just aren't good enough to do it. Nor right. should you and, try. <laughs> right. And I think the criteria of saying you should be willing to say that in front of that group is also like a powerful criteria um, for a person to know whether or not they should, like, if they have the chops to do it. Like, I grew up in a neighborhood and there was a couple white guys. And when I first moved to the neighborhood, now this is like ironic. And I, I haven't told this in a, I told this to some friends and they were like, you should say this in stand up. But I actually don't say the N word in my comedy yet. And I, I can say it if I want to. But the one of the reasons I don't is because a lot of times the audience is white and I don't want them to repeat the joke to someone else. And they like <laughs> put their hand to the side and go, and he said this. And they feel like they like got some special dispensation. So that's why I don't say it. If I was in a group of all mostly black people, I would because it, you know, translates better. But um, there was a couple of white kids when I first moved to my neighborhood because you see my name's Pedro Silva, right? So, like, back in uh, the 80s when I was a little kid, people didn't know about, like, 
diversity or you know people being black but coming from different countries where they have yeah. latino names yeah. or any yeah. Yeah. Stuff. everybody was white black or mexican that's how exactly exactly oh yeah i i grew up in an all-white town in the 80s uh in a trailer yep. park everyone's yep. white black or mexican that's exactly it. man <laughs> no other talk to that guy blake pickens that i mentioned earlier <laughs> he's <laughs> this native american we, we both joked that it was always black white but they say black white or some kind of mexican that's yep. how they would say it they always <laughs> some kind of mexican so they call they consider me some kind of mexican and when i first i moved to the, this other black neighborhood from another black neighborhood and i said the n-word and some people got mad at me and they just like they said man you can't say that and i was like what and then they were like you were some kind of mexican and i was like i'm not some kind of mexican <laughs> but they were but they they had banned me from saying it and I was like, I, I couldn't believe it, right? But then this white kid came up who was from the neighborhood and right in front of me was like, yo, what up, Ian? And everybody was like, yo, what up, white Mike? And I was like, what? <laughs> what did he get the <laughs> so I'm like, so he can say it? And they were yeah. like, yeah, he's one of our ears. And I'm like, no. What is this Twilight Zone going on? So I, I banned the word from my own vocabulary for a while because of because of that experience. Because so because because of, of White Mike, man, he's yeah. he's always doing that. Yeah, but yeah, White Mike, man, he's, he's the worst. <laughs> but, he, but but he but he kind of like showed me like he had because he grew up there. He had like this. He could have probably pulled that joke off in that a joke like that in that neighborhood. Yeah, and but he better not say it in another neighborhood. Yeah, so, I, I, it, and I think that like really like hits on a, a certain point too, not just with comedy, but just in general, is that sure there are some blanket rules, quote unquote, but mm -hmm. also like your group or tribe or community or whatever it is also has its own subset of rules. Mm -hmm. You know, like like White Mike, the neighborhood came to an agreement. That yep. he was cool and right. this is fine. It's not hateful. Right. If I right. walked in and was just like, hey, you know, I haven't earned that right in the neighborhood yet. And right. you know, when you first got in, you yeah. hadn't earned that right, you know, right. whether it was fair or not or whatever the circumstances. Yeah. I, I yeah. think neighborhood, like, you know, communities also set their own rules on things. Yeah. You know, that, that that's why you do see some, you know, there's some, uh, some white comics who can do really well on an urban circuit yeah. and some white comics that are going to be eaten alive because yeah. that, you know, cause those crowds don't accept them. You know, they yeah. don't accept that they're like, you, you haven't earned our trust to do that. And, yeah. and, I, and I feel with a lot of jokes, it's a trust issue. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's a content issue whatsoever. Everything can be joked about no matter how heinous, but right. there has to be a trust with the audience that this is, you know, that, that that's why, I can do a roast battle and be awful <laughs> because mm -hmm. that trust has been built that this is what that show is. Yeah. But if I do my roast jokes when it's, you know, the, the Sunday afternoon show in Des Moines, Iowa, it's right. not going to go the same way. <laughs> you exactly. know, it's just not. So like you, you have to know what the trust is with your audience at the time and you know how you trust them and they trust you as well, how they look at you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can do awful I quote unquote awful disability jokes. 
Mm-hmm. You can't. You're not on that right. team the same way, you know? I'm not right. saying you shouldn't be allowed to try, though. I think that's the difference yeah. a lot of people do. You have the right yeah. to try, but I'm not going to save you if you bomb. <laughs> you know? Exactly. exactly. Or, 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 or the cripple mob comes after you. You know, you're on oh, your man. own, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cripple mob. Like, what are you doing in our toilet? <laughs> no, that's not. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's like kind of like people like Bill Burr. They have that kind of they 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 just hold space in a certain way where they can they're like almost universally funny to black and white audiences yep. because they he he earned that trust he like calls stuff out plus he's got a black wife yeah i i mean part of that helps too i like you know some people about well bill burr gets to do it yeah bill burr yeah. lived in harlem and as a black white, like he has a little bit more street cred than you. It's just the nature of it. You know, exactly. I, I think that's what gets a lot of comics in trouble, especially young comics, yeah. is they don't understand just how hard the journey is to get that respect from audiences. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just see it as a, uh, I, I'm not saying this like literally, even though what we're talking about, they, but they see it as a black and white issue. Right. Um, that they're like, well, Bill Burr gets to say the word. So me on my third show ever, I get to say mm-hmm. the word. And it's right. like, no, <laughs> you have not earned the respect of the audience to do that. Yeah. You and, don't get to Bill say Burr, whatever you want. He's so skillful. Like he doesn't, he won't, I don't have never heard him say the word, yeah. but he says, he sets it up that you know where he's going. And then your brain just follows the rest of the way. And then he, he twists it up. So I, yeah. So um, let me ask you this, like, Okay, first of all, I'm gonna ask you the what's so funny about question, which okay. since you're an atheist and I'm a Christian, I'm gonna ask you what's so funny about Christians. Uh what's so funny about Christians? Um uh no self-awareness. Uh, I I think that's a big part of it. Uh well, I again I I, I am not a militant atheist. I I, I, right. I always want to repeat that. It's the if you believe in God, hey, and you're not hurting me, we can be right. buddies. That is not an issue right. to me whatsoever. And, right. But just like no sense, no, no sense of humor, and and no self awareness of, yeah. of that. Like the only time I really get, I, I think Christians are the funniest when they claim to be the most discriminated against group in America. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you you're out of your mind. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because I like, I I think that is just hysterical to me yeah I, I don't know why or, or, or like i think it's also funny too the uh the the sense of uh entitlement that comes along with it sometimes right. as well where yeah. it's like well i'm a christian so i'm allowed to say this thing to this person right i'm like bitch you're allowed to say that to me <laughs> I was Man, like, I, your god might allow it but i'm not <laughs> you know yeah. those are two I, different things to me <laughs> It's a good thing I quit being a pastor because you would get me fired. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I one time I got hit, somebody hit me and uh with their car, and they hit my car. They didn't hit me. They I was hit gonna say the, the, the story is going levels already, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They hit my car, and then I said, "Oh well, let's exchange uh contact information and insurance information." And the person pointed at their the part the back of their car, and they had one of those Jesus fishes up there, and they pointed at it and said. I'm a Christian and and like just pointed at it like that and said, and I said, okay. And they said, you can trust me. And they just gave me their phone number and said, we didn't have to exchange any other information. Just call. They were in a rush. Well, needless to say, they never answered the phone. Right. And just escaped. So then I was like, well, isn't that something? 
because I had that experience. So then the next church I joined, they were selling Jesus fishes. And I just thought about what happened when we were in that past experience. And then I wouldn't buy a Jesus fish. And then everybody in the church started whispering about me saying I was ashamed of Jesus. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so strange. Like like I said, there's no sense of humor and and, and those those absolutes, man. Just like yeah, it, like, like like trust me, I I never want to go to church, but like I'm not mad at you, and I don't want to stop you from doing it. That, that's not how I exist in the world. Yeah, the the the, the world is too damn hard. Right. That w- whatever helps you get through the day, even if it's different than what helps me get through the day, I am a full. Please do that. Life is yeah. tough. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's very brave <laughs> for all of us to wake up in the morning and make it tonight. You know, that's just the fact a nice of little it. circle. But, so, but, uh, but man, when you start saying nonsense, like, oh, this, this country, there's no one that's hated more than Christians. Get the hell. Shut up. That's the, yeah. No, you, you, you guys run everything, man. Like yeah. you're the, <laughs> you're the, default. and I personally feel like we, like we, there has to be some self-awareness. Cause I was like, I'm obviously I'm a Christian. I'm talking to you and we're yeah. joking and stuff like that. So I feel like I agree that there is some level of like, I'm like, dude, like, like one of my friends, he was telling me when we were driving in his pickup and he was like, isn't it weird how these people with all these weird, uh, beliefs can't just kind of understand our religion. And I said, yeah, man, like people who believe in a the, believe that the person was born without having sex. The mom was a, was a virgin and the dude could walk on water. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I guess we do sound. Yeah, what do you think? Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like I, I think everyone should be entitled to believe what they want. But like everyone sounds silly to someone else. Like, exactly. I, and, and it can be hard to see. You know, like, like, cause, cause I'm sure for some people, even if they're well-meaning, you know, for me, I, what I've done and, and all the struggles I've went through, I just believe it's we're, we're here, then we're gone. I just think that's yeah. what works for me. And I'm sure right. there's some people that are like, how can he believe something so stupid and silly? Like, like right. we're, we're, we're all too close to ourselves sometimes that it's, it's really right. difficult to see, okay, why would you think this when I don't think that? Yeah. And, and I think that's the, again, not to get too, too philosophical here by the end, but like, I think if more people could just like try to at least see the why, even if you don't, yeah. not, not everyone has to come to a final agreement, you know, we're not, you know, there's 8 billion people on the earth. We're not all going right. to come to the certain, like, yeah, this is the thing we all, we all yeah. took a vote and we agreed. But if you right. just have the idea, like, okay, this, you know, this happened to you and this happened to you and you grew up here and that's why this. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now we're on the same page, but yeah. but but when but when no one will take the time to like, okay, why'd you become an atheist? Well, this 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 and this. If you just ask right. me those questions, we don't have to have a fight about it. But so exactly. many people come at you with the fight, like you're yeah. going to hell, you're evil, you believe in this, like oh you you worship the devil. I don't think the devil's real either. <laughs> you right. know, like but we can have this conversation, we can talk about it, and come to an understanding, and everyone can be friends. People right. just get so like. This is clearly the truth because I believe it. So right. I have to now fight everyone else. And you don't got to fight. You can agree to disagree. That's a thing that can still happen. Yeah. And I, I'm actually with this group, um, doing some work with this group, and we're having a conversation that's uh, called uh, Why Don't You Think Like I Do? And it's just to try to show people that like people have the different past that led them to think what they think or believe what they believe. Like I went through a phase where I tried to be an atheist, but I'd had so many uh, other things. Like I had been already indoctrinated, so it was like hard to be right. one. I'd be like, 
don't believe in God. Jesus, please help me stop believing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so it's like just it's just like uh, just on this kind of crazy way of like realizing that we're like you said before, it's uh, we're all brave. <laughs> jokingly to be here and to get up every day and try to do what we have to do. And it's like, what makes you get through the day, help you to be the best you can to other people, you know, take care of your family, those sorts of things and not do harm to other folks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's my big thing. Just don't do harm to other folks. Like, yeah, like, like, I, I, like, like, I don't care if someone's a Christian. I care if you try to pass laws that only benefit Christians. Right. That, that, yeah. that, that's where I get upset. But I don't care right. that you spend spend your Sundays how you want. Go do do whatever you like. Man, it makes you happy. I'm happy for you. That like sincerely. Yeah. That's how I look at it. But once you start like trying to you know yeah to to, to codify your th stuff, so I got to believe it too. Then we're gonna have a problem. That's the only thing. I don't want atheist yeah. laws. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, I don't right. I don't want to ban religion from everything ever. Like that's also right. stupid. You know, right. like because like yeah, I don't want it, but you do. So we can both be happy. We can both yeah, make it's like work. you go to a restaurant <laughs> and you're like, I'm eating a burger, so everybody in this place needs to eat burgers. Yeah, we're banning yeah. chicken because only I like burgers, and that's all right. we're having. Like no, yeah, just, let let me eat the damn chicken. Doesn't matter. So uh, my experience of you is like you're sharp, you're quick, you. Uh, you're just coming with it. And I, I really appreciate having the time to talk to you. I wanted to ask you real quick, what is the worst response you ever received from any funny joke or story that you told? Oh, man. It, it, it's usually, uh, I, I can't pinpoint like a single thing, but mm -hmm. I, I would say it's somewhere, and this doesn't happen nearly as much as it used to, but it would be, and it's almost always Midwestern, Christian white women who do this. Mm. <laughs> it's the, uh, your, 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 your stereotypical Karen, you know, that, mm. that stereotype, that archetype of human. But like, yeah. I would do a show and I would tell jokes about being disabled. And I might mm -hmm. say, ah, oh, well, I'm crippled in this or whatever, you know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, but, but clearly look, I'm telling the story. It's fine. Right. And they, and they, they would always come to be like, I found that very offensive because I have a grandson who has a mm. disability and I do not think this is very funny. And I'm like, mm. let's talk to your grandson. See what he thinks yeah. about it. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like it, it, that's always the response. It's like, you can't talk about this because I know someone like that. I'm I've like people that. Me that about black people while I'm black. <laughs> I am, yeah. You can't make jokes about black people. Black. <laughs> you know, yep, like that, yep. that it's the same kind of like, philosophy of it so that's probably the worst response i am never mad if somebody thinks i'm not funny right comedy comedy is so subjective mm -hmm. that if you just don't think i'm funny that is mm -hmm. one thing that that's fine we, we can right. agree to disagree and move on with our days but when right. you're like you can't talk about your disability the hell i can't <laughs> like like yeah. that's an everything you don't get to tell me what to do you right the the, the, the comedy and audience relationship is i tell joke you laugh or you don't. Right. That is the end of the conversation. The end of it. We're done after that. You don't have to laugh if you don't want to. You don't have to stifle your laughter if you think it's funny. But right. you don't get to, you know, this this isn't a choose your own adventure. You don't get to pick the jokes I tell. I tell the jokes, you like them or you don't. We're done here. <laughs> what's the what's the best response you ever had? You ever had a memorable response that you were like, wow, that was that hit the nail on the head? Uh, it, it did not uh, get aired on television. 
but uh, I got to hear uh, Simon Cowell call someone an asshole on my behalf. Oh, which was great. So, so sorry, I'm going to be using the language here. You'll have to beep this oh, out. Right. But, but um, so I, my, my AGT set. So, so the the audition round they tape. And then they kind of ended mm -hmm. a little bit afterwards. So mm -hmm. I had told a story and it's based, it's a true story about, you know, Simon kind of asked me, you know, why, uh, you know, why, why do you think you haven't made it yet to this point? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, it's really difficult to break through when you have a disability. You know, I, I've done shows before I've like showcased for, for work, got a standing mm -hmm. ovation. And then the club mm -hmm. booker has told me, uh, well, we're not looking for these type of acts here. And I'm like, well, the audience loved me. Like, like it seemed like, so I've had a lot of doors slammed on my face that way. And then after right. I did my set and did really well, he was like, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> you know, hearing Simon <laughs> Cow say that was yeah. amazing to me. So, so that's probably the best response uh, of just like getting that vindication. And, and Simon Cow's just one dude, but like, you know, yeah. he's the gatekeeper to all the opportunities I've gotten since then. Right. And, and to like basically what I had been t saying. For years before that, I was like, if you just give me a chance, I'm going to crush this. People, right. like, you know, it, people, you're either funny or you're not. It doesn't matter what your gimmick is or what people think of it. People right. are not going to fake laughter. No, no one laughs at me because they feel sorry for me. That's not how right. comedy works. Right. You know, like, you can't fake a ha -ha response. Like, everyone knows yeah. it's fake. You know, so right. it's like, I just needed the opportunity for Subway yeah. and, and for him to kind of like, that was the vindication I needed to like, it was basically if I had middle fingers, I would be waving them at all the people <laughs> who had done that to me in the past, because I was like, see, Simon Cowell gets it. <laughs> and he knows nothing about comedy. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That is awesome. So if people want to reach out to you, uh, catch a show or whatever, what's the best way of contacting you? Uh, so a couple ways, uh, website is cripplethreat.com. Uh, that's why I, I have my dates on there. You can get buy tickets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I will. I don't know exactly when you put this up, but just in case anyone's wondering, the first half of this year is uh, a little lighter for me, and that is by design. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we we mentioned it very briefly earlier. Um, I have an eight month old son now, mm -hmm. and uh, right now uh, my wife, because that's how we get our health insurance. She's back mm -hmm. at her job. <laughs> she's yeah. a teacher, and so yeah. I'm kind of stay at home dadding during the day, and right. I love it. And it's awesome. And my boy's great. So if you're seeing like, well, why isn't he working that much? It's because I'm being very selective until we get to the summer and we'll have better childcare then. So awesome. and then all my social media, uh, it's me that runs it. If you want to just give a nice message, whatever, I'm happy to talk to you. It's at cripple threat eight on everything. Nice. That's the number eight. Cause there was seven before me, but I've risen to power. I am their leader. There was, now. There was seven cripple threats. <laughs> now, now, uh, a, a, a small, a quick story that I thought was very funny. Um, yeah. so originally I wanted just cripple threat, but mm -hmm. it was taken. So I chose cripple threat eight. Cause just eight's my favorite number. That's the actual right. reason. Yeah. Um, when my audition aired for AGT and like, like when that first airing happens, your social media blows up, you get all these messages, right. you get all this stuff. Uh, the guy who owns or who was Cripple Threat on Instagram, mm -hmm. he sent me a message. He was like, man, I I, I don't care about AGT at all, but uh, it sounds like you did pretty good. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to send people your way, I guess. And then we oh, kind of became cool. buddies. He's, he was like a nice guy. He's like, I don't care about that show at all, but good job. And so I've become buddies with Cripple Threat as well. <laughs> the, the, the original Cripple Threat. The, the OG, yeah. <laughs> 
No, that's awesome, man. Well, this has been uh, awesome, hilarious, and I was looking forward to uh, to connecting with you, and I appreciate it. You're very brave. To uh... <laughs> thank you, the f- I put on these headphones all by myself. It's crazy, awesome, man. That's crazy, awesome. man. Everyone should be inspired. You know, tackle the day. I got a little tear in my eye right now, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> awesome well this has been this has been great and uh i uh, i'm gonna keep an eye out and you're what's what you live in indiana uh, i'm actually in uh southern california now so i'm out of indiana oh. originally but uh my, my wife is from here so when we got married okay i i can tell my jokes from anywhere so it made more sense for me to move than her to move nice well if i can somehow magically find myself in socal i will come hit up one of your well, shows well where are you at i'm in colorado like I said, I tour a lot, so uh, hopefully I'll, I'll swing through. Colorado is actually out. a state I'm desperately – it's one of the weird ones I've never performed in, in my entire career, and I'm trying really hard. So we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, if you get out here, man, I'm, I don't, I won't say this to everybody on the podcast, but I'm going to say it to you. You, get, you got a place to stay. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Sounds good. Take care. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And now some special bonus content from what's so funny about. So I was saying that this uh, podcast episode is going to launch on February 1st, which is the first day of Black History Month. <laughs> and then I- but, yeah, which, which is now putting me in a real awkward position uh, there because uh, <laughs> now, now there's going to be clips of me that people are going to take out of context where I'm like, I think you should be able to say the N word no matter what. <laughs> Who can, you can do it. So, yep. so th- thank like, you. I, I I was telling stories about you can't be canceled. I just got canceled. Thank you very yep. much I'm for like, having now, me on. on a special episode of What's So Funny About. Like, should be able to say that. Yeah, for it, Black History Month. This feels like a sting op- operation. Like you, like you, you were just like cripples have had it too good for too long. It's about time yeah, we take one down a peg. Yep, all these parking spots and uh, where's my rooms. Where's my Black History Month parking spot, huh? Exactly. Yeah. I should be able to park right in the front. No, I was about to say something real stupid. Yeah. yeah in, in, in February, you can park in my spot. That's the uh, that, oh, that, that's, that, nice. that's the reparations I'm going to give you to, to, to mend this fence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so man, hopefully we, I'm not ruined we to, here. We need to create a coalition for... Uh, for- a coalition for a Black History Month, <laughs> like in honor, like you can get the what you call it, the cripple mob, and it's like oh yeah, the, the cripple mob working with the uh, with the well, what 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 would the try to think of the way that's not going to actually get canceled? Yeah, don't <laughs> say, <laughs> just just say uh, mm-hmm, I don't know. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, keep say, getting canceled. I've already said too damn much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just say <laughs> for Black History Month, you can have our parking spots. That there you go. That's uh, I, I believe we're even now. Thank you. Yeah, everything is <laughs> it's all squashed. <laughs> no, no. Well, we, I might get canceled too, so we can be canceled together. We can exactly do as buddies. Awesome. Well, thanks for the <laughs> for the bonus features. Absolutely uh, awesome, man. Congratulations on what's your kid's name? Uh, Owen. Congratulations on Owen Nee Miller. Yep. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good boy. He's got a big old head just like his dad. So nice. Yeah. My, my kids got the noggins for me too. So oh, man. nice. My awesome. poor wife. She, she's the real brave one. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Awesome. Awesome, <laughs> man. This is great. Thanks, okay. bro. Take care and happy black history month. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
That's a great way to end it. It is. I feel good about that. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. The What's So Funny About podcast was brought to you by the Liberation Comedy Project, which is being incubated by Mediators Foundation, mediatorsfoundation.org, and managed by Unify, Y-O-U-N-I-F-Y.org. Stay tuned for future episodes and check out past episodes as we work to bring more light, laughter, and love to this world through the Liberation Comedy Project. Bye for now.